Alright, alright, okay, okay. What's up once again, everybody? It's LJ Talks Facts here once again. I'm gonna spit some more facts. Sorry about that. The episode did cut off. I had a feeling that was gonna happen. Uh, I don't even know how it cut off. I didn't click anything. I just had a feeling it was definitely gonna cut off at some point. So, my mistake on that one. So, this is part two of the NXT 2.0 review right here. Uh, probably like a, like a 20 minute part two review, I would say, right here. Like 15, 20 minutes. Because we only have a couple more segments to wrap up right here. I was just talking about the tag team match for the NXT UK tag team titles. Like I said, it was a good match. And, you know, Briggs and Jensen retained the titles. So that's about it right there. So we got a couple more segments to go. Let's get to Joe Gacy right here as he unmasked the dyads. And the members are Jager Reed and Rip Fowler, the Grizzly Young Veterans. I know they looked a little bit familiar because I saw this yesterday. Oh, I believe it was on Twitter. I saw this. I was like, these two look a little bit familiar. And then I started seeing the comments section. And I was like, oh, it's those guys. Oh, shit. People, eh, they didn't like it too much. They didn't like it too much. The Grizzly Young Veterans are James Drake. James Drake and Zach Gibson. They've been in NXT for quite a while. They were the first ever NXT UK Tag Team Champions. So they've been there for quite a while. And they've been pretty damn good. But they are part of they were part of the dyad. And now they're Rip Fowler and Jagger Reed. I mean, Rip Fowler looks like a bootleg version of Kane, honestly. Uh, I don't know about that one, honestly. We'll see how this works. I'm not going to completely shit on it and criticize it. Because, again, we don't know how it's going to all turn out right here. We don't, we don't know just yet. It could be, it could be good. It honestly could be good, so uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Let's see what happens. If it's good, it's good. Uh, I'll give it a shot. We'll see how it is. I'll give it a chance. I don't want to completely, you know, bury it and say, oh, this is going to be fucking stupid, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not going to be that guy. Let's see how it is. Let's honestly, like, see how this goes. I'll give it a chance. I'll definitely give it a shot. It's intriguing. It's intriguing. It's a new thing right here. You know, they finally got revealed, so we'll see how it goes. So, we did see the NXT World Champion come out, Braun Breaker. So, he comes out, and he's just right away, he's calling out J.D. McDonough. Like, he wants to fight him after what J.D. McDonough did to him a couple weeks ago. And why wouldn't he want revenge after what J.D. McDonough did to him last week after his match against Cameron Grimes? Put him through the fucking table. Attacking him from behind. But we did see J.D. McDonough on the screen, on the Titantron. And, you know, he said, you're doing exactly what I want you to do. You're so predictable. I want you to be mad. I want you to call me out. Let all that aggression out. But he was with a mannequin, um, J.D. McDonough. And he was, like, you know, writing on, like, um, 
writing lines like on the shoulder, like what he's gonna do to Braun Breaker's arm. Like he could tear his arm. And I'm like, oh shit! Like I know where I could tear it. I'm like, ooh, oh boy. So he's like, he's acting like a fucking surgeon right here. Like, oh shit. I'm like, oh boy. I'm like, here we go. But then Braun Breaker, he just kept on, you know, screaming at him. Said, eventually you're going to have to get in this ring with me. You know, you can only hide for so long. But JD played as like a really cool like type of villain. Like, you know, okay, keep getting mad. Um, that's what he's saying right there. Like he's like, you know, keep getting mad. That's that's what I want you to do. He's just playing it down. He's just playing it down, JD. Like I'm gonna be as calm and as cool as collected. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna tear your arm. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna rip your arm apart. And then Braun Breaker's like, oh yeah, you can rip my arm apart, but I'm gonna snatch it back from you and beat you over the head with it. I mean, Braun is really playing, you know, he's playing the tough guy act really well. He absolutely has, well, he's done it since day one right here in NXT. He's played it perfectly. Like, when he gets called up to the main roster, you can't change anything with this guy. You just can't. Because he looks like, of course, he looks like his father, Rick, but he sounds like his uncle, Scott. You can't change anything with Braun Breaker. You have to let him be his natural self. Don't try to give him a stupid gimmick change when he gets up to the main roster. Just don't even think about it. Let him be his natural self. Let him be who he is because it's worked out. You know, I knew he was going to have charisma going into the wrestling business right here because you could say, oh, how could you know that? You know, but I mean, you look at him. The guy's fucking built, built like a fucking tank. He sounds just like his uncle Scott Steiner. And of course, he looks like his dad, Rick Steiner. You already knew this kid was going to be the total package. And he has been. He absolutely has been. And it's the way that he comes off when he speaks. You can't let him change. You just cannot change him. Why would you want to change him at all? Why? Why would you want to change him at all? It it would make no sense. That's all I'm saying. Don't change him up at all. Let him be who he is the rest of the way. Unless if he wants to change up his gimmick and change up his character in some way, which wouldn't make much sense, but if he wants to do that, go right ahead. Like, don't give him any stupid gimmick change unless he wants to do it. He just has to be his natural self. You can't change anything with him. Just don't even do that. Because it's working. It's absolutely fucking working. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying right there. But now we do get to the next match right here. And again, I'm looking forward to seeing J.D. McDonough versus Braun Breaker. You know, J.D. McDonough really did good in his first test, though, under his new gimmick name, under J.D. McDonough. Had a really good match with Cameron Grimes. Like I said, hopefully he has a couple more matches before... He gets face Braun Breaker. 
you know, get him a couple more wins under his belt, and we'll see what happens. But now we get to this next match right here. We have Axiom making his debut versus Dante Chen. So Axiom, he's basically, you know, a superhero character. He looked like Sin Cara is what he looked like. He looked a lot like Sin Cara. But he had a much better debut than Sin Cara did back in 2011. Because Sin Cara's WWE debut, I remember, was being hyped up for so long. He was being hyped up for like a month or two. Sin Cara's coming to WWE, you know, and they showed what he looked like, you know, with the mask and, you know, his ring gear. They showed, like, what he can do in the ring, like, all the high-flying stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, this guy is interesting. Like, let's see what he can do. The first night, I think he debuted after WrestleMania 27. I believe it was that night. And they had, like, the fucking trampoline thing for him. Like, anytime he would go into the ring, like, he would jump into the ring. Like, like he would fly. But he would have to jump on the trampoline to be able to fly. He, he got on the trampoline. He jumped, but he fucking missed the ring a little bit. He barely got in. He fucking botched the shit out of it. He was such a botch machine, Sin Cara. He was so bad. He was so bad. He had a lot of backstage heat with people. He was so bad. Oh, my God. I think there was two Sin Caras. And even the next Sin Cara had backstage heat with people. It didn't work. It was, it was so bad. That's why, like, the whole Sin Cara fucking thing was just, like, it wasn't worth it. It was so fucking terrible. I mean, when he teamed up with Kalisto, you know, the Lucha Dragons, they were cool. They did, I believe they did win the NXT Tag Team titles back in, like, 2014, 2015, sometime, like, sometime there. And they came up to the main roster, and they were fucking awesome. It was mostly just Kalisto being awesome. Sin Cara just fucking didn't really, didn't do much for me on that one. Kalisto was fucking great. Um, but he did look like him, Axiom. He really did with the mask. Like, the mask, he looks like him. But he had a much better debut, like I said. He had a much better debut. Very, you know, memorable debut. And this kid, Dante Chen, never heard of him, but he's got the look, honestly. He's got a nice physique. He did pretty good in this match. The match lasted about, like, maybe four or five minutes. It was a short match, which I expected. You know, and Axiom's character, like, he is a superhero character. You know, they show, like... Him in the comic books. It's pretty cool, honestly. It's actually kind of cool. Like, could you imagine... Because I'm thinking in the long run right here. Could you imagine this guy going after the world title? What they could do right here? Like, could you imagine? Like, the story that they could build? I mean, they've tried with superhero gimmicks before. I mean, it's it worked with the Hurricane. He made it work easily, you know. Gregory Helms easily made that gimmick work. I mean, because what... I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> He easily made that shit work. Nobody else could have done it better. He fucking nailed it. That's just plain and simple as that. He just nailed it. Nobody else could have played that role. Other than him. Nobody else could have played that fucking role. We'll see how this kid Axiom does now. You know, so far what I've seen out of him, he's got some talent in the ring. Let's see how he does in the long run. Let's see how he does against, you know... A guy like Grimes or a guy like McDonough in the future. A guy like Breaker, Cruz. You know, let's see how he does against those guys. Or even Carmelo Hayes. We'll see how he does against those guys in the future. We shall see. But he got the win right here. 
<laughs> Somebody fucking said Sink Art thinks he's slick, just waiting for the bots. Oh my god. Jesus. <laughs> Again, he looks like Sinkari. He really does, but he's such a better version of him already. It's so fucking funny. He's He's got something, this kid. He really does. I think he's got something. I think he's going to be pretty good, honestly. To be completely honest, I think he's going to be good. So coming up next week, or actually, well, before we get before we talk about that, let's talk about the main event of the evening, the twenty the, uh, twenty women battle royal here in the main event, and whoever wins gets an NXT Women's World's Title shot against Mandy Rose. And I gotta admit, you know, battle royals are battle royals, but this battle royal was was decent. It was a decent main event battle royal, honestly. We saw the return of Zoe Stark. I've heard a lot about her. I've heard that she's pretty good. She was she got injured back in November. And I've heard a lot of good things about her. So she made her return last night in the Battle Royal. I, I pretty much expected Nikita Lyons to win this Battle Royal. I, that's what I pretty much expected. But I was... <laughs> I think a lot of people expected too, and all of us were wrong on that one. And I gotta be honest though, Nikita did really good in this battle royal. Like I was kinda like criticizing her work for how she did against Mandy Rose a couple weeks ago. Because I thought she moved pretty slow. I mean, granted she's coming off an injury, so I definitely have to give her a break on that one. She did really good in the, in the main event though. She looked really good. That's exactly what I want to see out of Nikita. Just go in and roll over fucking people. Just go right for it. She's good. We know why a lot of the people like Nikita for obvious reasons. I mean, you know, she is fucking gorgeous. I mean, Jesus Christ. How could you not see that? But I know there's a lot of people that like her for different reasons, but I think she has a lot of talent. You know, she could be really good. I did like some of the super kicks she did, which was really nice. Um, but, you know, she was great in this Battle Royal. She was definitely the best part of this Battle Royal. She looked great. Um, it was funny, like, how the beginning of the match right here fucking... Core J was getting like stared down by everybody and she ran away and she got chased off. Technically she didn't get eliminated because she didn't go over the top rope. So see how that plays out later on. Um But no, it was a fun battle royal, honestly. You know, most of these women in this match, I really don't even know a lot about them, so it was kind of cool to see more about them. When I did see Wendy Chu was in this match. I was like, oh my god. Like, they tried to do that whole, like, Kofi Kingston Royal Rumble spot that they used to do, like, where Kofi would do, like, an acrobatic move to avoid being eliminated. With Wendy Chu, they had the fucking pillow down down on the floor, and she just landed on the pillow. I was like, I know it's her gimmick, but, oh my god, her gimmick sucks. I can't take her seriously. I really can't. It's how I feel about Orange Cassidy now. I can't take him seriously. Like I said, for a while I was able to because of, you know, I don't know why I was able to. I have no fucking idea, but I can't take him seriously now. It's just stupid gimmicks. Oh, my God. It's like it, it gets played out. It gets so easily played out. It's not even funny. Just dumb. But then she got eliminated Wendy Chu after Tiffany fucking hit her with her coffee 
fucking thing she had. I was like, the coffee, yeah, the coffee cup she had. I was like, oh my god. And I thought Tiffany was gonna win this match after Nikita Lyons got eliminated. It was down to Tiffany and Zoe Stark after Tiffany eliminated Nikita. I thought she was gonna win because Tiffany has been getting a lot of praise on social media. She is pretty good. I thought maybe she'll win, but they're gonna do heel versus heel. Probably not. So her and Zoe went at it for a couple minutes. Zoe was able to eliminate her. And everybody thought the match was over, but out of nowhere, here comes Cora Jade through the crowd, gets in the ring, Zoe eliminates her right away. She knew it was coming. Zoe Stark wins the Battle Royal, and she will be getting NXT Women's World's title shot in the near future. So Toxic Attraction were the ones to take out Zoe Stark, and now she's out for redemption. And most likely, she might get it. She might get it. Will she be the one to beat Mandy? Will she be the one to end Mandy's reign? We'll have to wait and see. We shall wait and see. All right, guys. That's the end of this episode right here. Again, sorry for the... Sorry for it getting cut off. You know, so that's a whole 33-minute episode right there. It got cut off right there. So we wrapped up right here. Coming up next week, we got Apollo Crews versus Zion Quinn. After what Zion Quinn did to Apollo Crews last week. against match with Giovanni Vinci. We have Diamond Mine versus the Angelo family in an eight-man tag team match. I think that's about it. I might be missing something because it's not on my mind right now. But, yeah, it was a good show last night. I really liked it. I really, really liked it. All right, guys. I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow morning to review AEW Fighter Fest Week 2. Enjoy the rest of your day, guys, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Talk to you then.